is Megan Skidmore, host of the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast. Welcome to episode 20, Self-Doubt with Jenny Lakenan. As a certified life coach, I work with LGBTQ plus families of a conservative faith background. As an LGBTQ plus parent myself, who comes from a conservative faith background, the LDS Church, there have been a lot of questions and doubts come up on this journey. I started this podcast in an effort to normalize asking questions and having doubts. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast. I'm super excited today to have Jenny Lakeman with me as a guest. Jenny and I met, gosh, I don't remember because I we met virtually first. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we met in person, I think at Fearless at the Fearless workshop. Probably through various conferences and groups on, on Facebook and whatnot. I'm, I'm so pleased to have you here on the podcast today. Would you just take a minute and introduce yourself to everybody, share a little bit about you? Yes. So yeah, I'm Jenny. I'm a mom of three girls under eight. I'm a wife. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a life coach and I'm also a web designer. And that's actually what I do for my, my business. I, and that's kind of how you and I know each other too, is I help coaches with their websites, either with providing guidance to them of how to do it themselves, or I also build them. I build them from scratch for coaches. And, and that's actually what my business is. I don't actually have a coaching practice. I have a web design business and that, then I end up using my coaching skills as I build my build sites for my clients. Yeah. That's that's so kind good. of me in a nutshell. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, you're really good at what you do. Just, I'm going to well, just say you. it. Just go take a look <laughs> at Jody Moore's new website. That is all Jenny's doing. So, well, the Jody, the Jody Moore's um, membership is me, but her, her main site, we still have yet to redesign. So okay. all right. something we'll do at some point. <laughs> so, so we'll get to see more down the road. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to invite you on the podcast for various reasons. First of all, I thought it'd be awesome to get to know you a little bit more. One of my goals in, in having this podcast is to normalize uh, that we all have doubts about ourselves, about other people, about other things. And we have questions. We all want to ask questions. And that's part of having a, a human brain, you know, going through this life, living the human experience. And, um, for those that have listened to previous episodes, you know that I, I talk a lot about how having doubts is actually paramount to this concept of having faith. You cannot have one without the other. They're like two sides of the same coin. And so my podcast kind of has a spiritual spin on it, talks a lot about faith journeys. We also have doubts and questions that show up in other areas of our life. And so I thought that would be really interesting to talk with you about like you said, you are a web designer. And so you help individuals, primarily coaches, put their hearts out there for the internet to see and read about and know about. And I can only imagine some of the self-doubt, maybe questions that come up for folks. One thing I love to define kind of how I, I define doubt for the purposes of my podcast. It can be a noun or a verb. And as a noun, it's to purposefully suspend judgment. As a verb, it's to be uncertain. So can you share with us a little bit about how you have experienced this either for yourself um, as a coach, as a web designer with clients that you've worked with? Yeah. What's coming to mind? Well, well, first off, I see this all the time with 
with my clients in that, yeah, when they're, especially those, like when they're kind of first starting their business, there's so much like self-doubt that comes up for them. And especially if they're, you know, we have this, we coin, we coin this term like niche drama when they're sort of figuring out, okay, what's my niche? Who am I going to coach? Do I want to coach weight loss or do I want to coach corporate like transitions or do I want to coach stay at home moms or what, what have you? And they kind of, that's like a space that a lot of coaches find themselves in and they see it as a problem. Like the, the phrase, the word drama in niche drama sounds very negative, but I almost just like to think, think of it as just sort of like niche exploration. It doesn't have to be this negative thing. I almost think it's kind of a rite of passage in that first beginning stages of business to think, oh, I'm like Mm. having a lot of self-doubt or I'm doubting, you know, the direction that I'm going in my business. This is normal. This is where I should be. And I just need to keep moving forward, you know, and if they could kind of see it that way, it would take a lot of the like negativity and judgment out of it. I love that you say that doubt is a suspension of judgment, (laughs) like, and it's intentional and it doesn't have to be this negative thing. So yeah, that's kind of how I see it for my clients. For myself, I remember when I first started my business, I had kind of gone into online business thinking, oh, I'll be a life coach. Like I want to certify, I want to coach other people because I had just coaching had impacted my life so much um, that I thought that that's what I was going to do. And then I started like meeting a lot of coaches and hearing about their experience and realizing like, oh, well, they have, there's this need for a web design professional that can really come in and help these coaches to up level and and have an online presence that represents who they are and the quality of coaching that they, they provide. And so I, I did like a few websites and I was kind of in this space where I was in this messy middle of like, well, am I a coach that's just doing web design for now? (laughs) Or am I a web designer and I'm just going to like set the coaching aside? And there Wait, was like, this... what? Jenny Lakeman had <laughs> niche questions. Totally. In the That's beginning, oh, awesome. it was such this, it was about a, a period of about a month or so where I, I and, and it, where I was in this place of dissonance and I just felt like such an imposter because I thought, well, I'm like lying to my web design clients because I really just like, I'm eventually just going to coach, you know, or like, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. And then one day I just remember sitting there and being like, you know what? No, I am just going to go all in with being a web designer and being a website strategist. Like that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to have faith that I'm going to figure out how to make that happen and that I'm going to be able to like get clients and that I'm going to be able to have the expertise to actually serve them well and just went all in. And I did eventually certify still later as a life coach because I wanted to be able to use those skills to help my web design clients though. Um, And that was why I did it. So yeah, that's like a moment where I decided to, I had doubt and it was really important to propel me forward and help me to see what I actually really wanted and, and to choose faith and make a decision. So, you know, that's super relevant. I I love what you said. I wanted to choose faith. I think sometimes when it comes to, you talked about, I'm going to go all in and have faith and make it happen. I think sometimes if we think that we can't go all in, that can kind of hold us back almost. It can, it's, it's almost this all or nothing kind of thinking like, if I can't, then I'm going to just, I'm done. I can't do this. Right. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I love that you, you did do that, right? You did go all in, but you have evolved, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and for a while I didn't for a, for at least a period, I was kind of in this messy middle where I was thinking about being both things, (laughs) both a coach and a designer. And, and and that's what I'm saying is you, mm -hmm. you didn't have to know one or the other completely, right? You, you still moved forward. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you were all in and moving forward versus all in to one specific uh, niche or title or area, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's beautiful. It's beautiful to be in the messy middle. It's it so painful it's, sometimes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but and it's such can, a growth opportunity. It is. And I think there can be beauty to be found in the, in some of the pain. Doesn't mean I'm a, yeah, always looking for it. You said earlier um, how drama sounds negative. And I loved how you rephrased it as niche exploration and that it's almost a rite of passage. I mean, how amazing would that be if we could view so much more of what we experience that are the bumps on the road in life as rites of passage, the -hmm. things that we're not sure about, the things that don't make sense to us. Mm -hmm. We haven't walked that path yet. Exactly. And not that that's how everyone finds it. You know, for example, with finding a niche, some people know from the very beginning, and that's great. But for most of us, it's a process. And that can be really useful because then when you sort of get to a place where you decide what you want to do and you you make a decision and you move forward with it, it can help you to have more certainty there because you've gone through this kind of process of, of exploring. That's that's awesome. I love that. It's the process that brings more of the assuredness or the confidence or certainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can really help. You know, you you also said a little bit ago that even you have had imposter syndrome. In a recent episode, number 15, titled Having Doubts is Not the Same Thing as Finding Faults, I share, um, if you find fault with something or someone, you look for mistakes and complain about them. Uh, A cynic is a person who always finds fault in others, and synonyms could be to condemn or to criticize or to charge. So I see there is a big difference between having questions and doubts, doubting oneself, or doubting or questioning others or things and being critical and condemning about them, right? And when you said imposter syndrome, I think that they're somewhat connected. There's that self-criticism, that self-doubt, questioning of our abilities, which in many cases makes sense. Again, we're paving a, a road we've not been down before. How have you seen this show up with clients or have you seen it show up or even in yourself in your various roles? Yeah, I'm thinking about a call that I had with a client just today, actually. And this particular client has been with me for a couple of years and we we built her site and she newly certified a couple of years ago. And at that time, she, I mean, she's just the sweetest, <laughs> the sweetest person and but she was just so full of doubts in herself and like, can I actually do this? And, but then today I was just reflecting on it as I was talking with her, like she, but she stuck with it. I think that's the point. Like she stuck with it and she, she continued to move forward and, you know, create content for her business and kind of explore her niche. And she's sort of like pivoted a little bit since then. And as she's coached people and figured out, oh no, this is what I actually really like to coach on. And these are the actual problems that people are facing, which are different than what I thought. And today just talking with her, like she's doing this retreat in a couple of months and is like, we were talking about how she's going to market it. And like, she was just really excited about, you know, getting people there and, and, you know, offering them her coaching package after the retreat. And just like, there was just She just was exuding just so much more confidence. And it was just so, (laughs) it's so beautiful to like see how far she had come from that place of kind of like self-doubt, but being willing to like move forward anyway and, and figure it out. And then now she gets to enjoy because she was willing to go through that. She gets to enjoy Mm -hmm. a lot more of this like confidence and reassurance and 
and yeah. and providing a value to people that are in her world that really need her <laughs> they need her help you know I don't I don't think we can have one without the other I think it's part of the process that rite of passage like you said would she be able to be in this place now of so much more confidence so much more joy clarity and enjoying it in general more if she hadn't experienced what she did early on mm -hmm. absolutely and yeah go through like, all the messiness mm -hmm. exactly and continue and be willing to continue to move forward anyway and I instead of just avoiding that i think that's key and i also think that's really applicable to a spiritual journey too when we're having questions about things we don't understand or don't make sense to us mm -hmm. we don't have to just throw the towel in it's important to just keep moving forward keep progressing because there's still so much value in that and part it, of the it, journey and it's worth the effort it is it is and there's something there waiting for us on the other mm -hmm. side of that messy river what do we call it the river, river of, misery. of misery yeah the <laughs> river of misery as coaches we are taught about the rule of 50 50 probably remember that during certification. And that's actually something that's always, that it really resonated with me from the get-go, possibly because of my religious upbringing, you know, in the scriptures, we're taught how there is opposition in all things. So to view life through this lens of 50-50 just was an extension of that, made, mm -hmm. made a lot of sense. And I think this can apply to our having questions and doubts in life by putting on the lenses of this view of life in 50 50 i think that kind of makes it more clear that it's supposed to be there mm -hmm. yeah that the, the life is sort of 50 percent positive and 50 percent positive emotion and circumstances and you know however we choose to interpret our life and 50 percent mm -hmm. negative and there's gonna be stuff that is is hard and and emotions that we feel that are negative and that that's okay like the purpose of life isn't to feel happy all of the time though you know we know that like we're taught in our religious upbringing that we can feel joy at all times through through god and christ and like <laughs> i feel like i want to share this story too because it's okay, relevant go for it <laughs> um i but between my first and second kids i had a miscarriage a couple of miscarriages and I was just so devastated and they were really early on, like, which doesn't necessarily minimize the emotion, but it, you know, it's not like it was this huge traumatic event where I had to go to the hospital or anything like that. Like, but I was just so emotionally distraught. And, and then I remember hearing um, one of our church leaders say in a talk at that same time that the joy we feel doesn't have to do with the circumstances of our lives. They have to do, it has to do with the focus of our lives. Mm -hmm. And that was really freeing to me because it helped me to see like, oh, Life is going to be 50-50 and sometimes I'm going to feel lousy, but even in those really hard moments, like, you know, when I'm recovering from a miscarriage, I can, there is still joy to be found there. And that's like a decision that I can kind of make and that God can help me to make and to help me to find joy, even in hard emotions. And so I don't know if that has exactly to do with the 50-50 that we're talking about you know here, but I'm I think the point is yeah. that like when you accept that life is 50% positive and 50% negative and you're going to feel all of those emotions, the negative emotions aren't as hard <laughs> because yeah, it normalizes it. It, it just, yeah. it's there's this reminder that nothing's gone wrong. Yeah. It's part of the package. They're supposed to be there mm -hmm. and just sitting with them. It's not a problem. It doesn't have to be a problem. You know, mm -hmm. you bring up this experience as a mother, you were sharing with me a little bit about how this idea of doubts of self 
questioning of self can come up, you know, in other roles that we have, not just as a professional, not just as a coach, you know, we have, we have roles as, as a mother or parent or mm -hmm. spouse or, or as a family member, even, you know, as yeah. A and sometimes, sometimes doubt can be helpful because it can be a protective mechanism. I think like w one of my daughters kind of struggles a little bit with social anxiety and, okay. um, and she, you know, the, I, the, me having doubts about her ability to get up on stage and perform like a musical piece in front of a big audience isn't me finding fault with her. It's me wanting to kind of like protect her and knowing that, well, that's something that would probably cause her anxiety. And maybe I want to check in with her and make sure something like that would be something mm -hmm. she was okay with. You know, like it's not necessarily me finding fault. It's actually coming from a place of like love and concern. And maybe people wouldn't define that as a doubt, but I think that emotion still is relevant and comes up there. <laughs> right. I think at the very least, it's teaching you something like what's going on here. Why is this coming up for me? And then you get to decide if it's helpful, if it's not helpful, if it's serving you or if it's not. And that alone is valid for this, for the whole experience of, of questioning and having doubts, right? Mm -hmm. You get to choose what works for you and what doesn't. Awareness is a big part of it. And yeah, maybe some of it is, um, comes up as a protective, especially when it comes to your kids. Mm -hmm. I think that in this quest that I have to normalize, questions and doubts in a spiritual realm, but also others is, I, I think I feel so strongly about it because that is what propels growth as humans. And therefore it's a good thing, right? Otherwise we'd be pretty static, mm -hmm. kind of stuck in certain ways of being, of living, of experiencing life, of interacting with others, either on a professional level, on a familial level, in a community level, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What Go are ahead. your thoughts about, you know, how it can actually propel and encourage and be a mm -hmm. catalyst for growth? Yeah. Well, what comes to mind is when I'm thinking about my clients, you know, we talked earlier about, well, the sort of newer coach that's figuring out their business and and being willing to go through that experience in order to gain confidence and, and really grow. I mean, I even see that same concept apply in my clients that are more established that have been doing business for a while. And often what it comes, what, how it comes up is if they've been, they've grown to a point where they've kind of outgrown their current mentors, people mm -hmm. that they've been learning from and they're, they start, they, they choose to kind of branch out on their own maybe. And then they start to realize like, oh, what, I was taught isn't necessarily wrong or bad or anything, but it's maybe not what I want to do. It's not this, this, this sort of business model or this sort of voice in, in how they communicate with their customers works well for them, but that's not actually me. And how do I want to move forward? And they, how do I want to move forward and sort of shift that and, and, you know, shift my business model. And for some of them, it looks like they have a membership and they actually really like, which is this big, you know, at scale yes. coaching program. Mm -hmm. And then they decide, oh, I actually really love one-to-one -one coaching so much more than a membership. And I have had clients that are sort of downscaling from, they hired me to build them a membership website even, and they've run it for a little while. And now they're kind of at this place where like, well, I actually might want to shift to be doing more one-to-one -one coaching because I really just love that more. And I love the business model more and every, and, you know, marketing it more. And it's just been really beautiful 
to watch them because of course it's like this messy middle place where they're having doubts and they're like, does this mean that I did it wrong? And should I be beating myself up? Cause I did it this other way for so long, but actually, no, I don't think I want to beat myself up. I think I just want to accept, you know, it's like this whole thing. And it's just, I feel so privileged to like kind of be on the sidelines and to be able to just support them in whatever they end up choosing to do. And also just to watch their growth and like learn from it. I feel like I learned so much about myself and my own business when I watched and myself personally sure. too, as I watch them go through that. For sure. I'm laughing because it's just nice to know that I'm not the only one who has experienced those emotions on this not at all roller coaster ride. But you know, good for them for giving themselves that breadth to explore, try something out, and then allow exactly. some questioning after they get exposed to something new. Exactly. To allow something else to be a possibility. Mm-hmm. And to really settle into themselves internally and realize like, okay, no, here, what do I actually want here? Like what is true for me right now and in the place that I'm at in my life and and where I want my business to be in order to be able to support me and my family and my clients. And I mean, being willing to kind of do that uncomfortable work can be hard. And I I've, have even had clients that have decided to close their closing coaching practices because they were just like, you know, this has served its purpose. I know I'm ready to be done mm-hmm. for this, you know, with this phase of my life. And like, I'm so wow. happy for them that they know that like, it, it's such a, it's in such a place of integrity for them to, I mean, that's kind of a coachy phrase, I guess, but like, it feels so right for them. You yes, know, they're, they're being good. honest with themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're, exactly. they're willing to own that. This is my truth. This is not my path any longer. Mm-hmm. And this- they're not, and they're not necessarily doing it because their business fails or anything like that their their business was going well it was just like yeah something that I'm ready to kind of this is a chapter I'm ready to close doors on so you are unique in that you get to hear these and and witness these journeys kind of on a one-on-one basis with your clients and that's I view this one-on-one space as often very sacred space because hearts are shared and opened and spilled I want to talk a little bit about bringing up, you know, our questions, concerns, doubts that we might have in more public spaces. Everybody's going to navigate that differently. And for sure, that navigation probably starts from within. Everybody's internal dialogue is going to be a little different. But if you're comfortable sharing, you know, what are your thoughts about this? You know, being open about this human side of us in a more public forum. What's that like for you? What, what's coming up for you? Yeah, I think as as someone who tends to be like pretty private as far as my public platforms go. Yes. Like I I think it can be really challenging, especially from like a kind of more commercial standpoint, like as a business owner, you kind of position yourself in a certain way. You 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 want people to sort of see you in a certain way, your audience to see you that way. Uh-huh. And so being vulnerable in a way that puts doubts public can not always be kind of like appropriate or like, I mean, appropriate sounds very judgy, but it can't always make sense. Like for example, you know, if Brooke Castillo, who's like the, you know, <laughs> the, the coach that created the certification program that you and I both went to, if she got on her podcast and she's like really big in the weight loss space, she's an expert in, at weight loss coaching. If she were to get on her podcast and say, Oh, you know, I've been gaining some weight and I'm having a hard time with my weight loss and everything. <laughs> like it would just wreck her positioning. It would not really make sense. Make it sense. Would, it would 
I think people would definitely stop and listen. Their ears would perk up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Well, but then, I mean, you could make the argument, I suppose, that some people might see that as like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't know what she's talking about. Then other people might actually see that as super powerful. Yeah. Could be endearing for sure. It could be endearing. And, and of course, Brooke and her genius businesswoman minded way would spin it in a way not spin it that sounds negative but she would figure out how to use it to her advantage yeah. and like help people to see her as even more of an authority and she would you know create new programs off of it like because that's just what she does but um you know that that's the kind of thing where it can be in a commercial sort of setting it can be kind of tough to be vulnerable like that yeah. but I think that there are still opportunities to do that like on my in, I'm active on on Instagram and a couple of months ago, I published a real, just, it was just like a little one minute video of me just saying, Hey guys, like prayer really works. And here's where I've been at with my Instagram. I was really doubting my ability to get on here for a while and provide value to you all. Cause it's just my thoughts that I was having about Instagram, but then I was like praying for help. And, and I've, and since then I've found like some new tools and resources and ways of thinking about Instagram that are really helping me to be excited about it. And like, I'm just so grateful, like prayer works, you know, who knew? like it was kind of my mm -hmm. Sunday thought, Sunday thought of the day. And that video, like got the most engagement and comments and, that you know, wonderful. people giving, giving, sharing their thoughts and their experiences of anything that I've ever shared on Instagram. And so, and I think it was because I was willing to get vulnerable in a way that was still like, okay with me like if someone had said a negative thing about prayer in that or my ability to pray in that comment like it wouldn't have really bothered me because I have you know I, I'm fairly self-assured there but like yeah, I think it can be it, there's a balance there for I sure love that thank you for sharing that I strongly believe that vulnerability gets vulnerability and that's one thing about having questions and doubts the more that we can just be open about yeah I have them okay you know, I, I love that you were just yourself with your your people on that Instagram post and and look what happened. They responded. Yeah, it it surprised me, but then afterwards yeah. and I thought about it and thought about vulnerability. Like you're right. People want to hear that you're a human and they yes. wanna they yes. wanna connect with you. People want connection more than anything right. else. And so figuring out how you can be be vulnerable like that. And sometimes that means sharing doubts and fears in order to connect with people and build relationships that can be powerful. Well, I just have one last question for you. And that is what does living beyond the shadow of doubt mean to you? When I say that, what, what comes to mind for you? Yeah. I'm thinking of, uh, back to your first episode that you recorded, which I listened to this week. I think for me, maybe it means, maybe this sounds kind of counterintuitive, but maybe it means like being willing to live into my doubts instead of living adjacent where I'm like kind of not really living because I'm not really willing to look at them or like accept them. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm actually like willing to kind of step into them and and as we've talked about like go beyond them and mm -hmm. and that's really cool. Yeah I, I haven't really thought about that. it before now. So <laughs> I hope that yeah, makes sense. But... That's okay. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Wise and just, words. And just acceptance, you know, like you've yeah. said before like because that awareness brings such power it does and and, a, and yeah and empowerment. ownership mm -hmm. empowerment yeah. yes yeah. well it has been a pleasure to have you on today I just have a few for funsies questions for you what is your okay. favorite book oh I love anything by Brandon Sanderson okay <laughs> he's this fiction like fantasy fiction author my middle daughter's name is actually Vivenna 
which is a, na- a name from one of his books. <laughs> so I'm That's not that much of a nerd. <laughs> Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think I know, but tell us. Uh, I think, I think that COVID and a tough pregnancy during COVID made me more of an introvert than I used to be. Um, I definitely like to have my, my like recharge time. Like when I go to events and stuff, I like to have my own room so I can go recharge, but I definitely love being around people and I love creating relationships. So maybe I'm an introverted extrovert. (laughs) I don't know. Right down the middle. Are you a (laughs) night owl or a morning lark? I'm a morning lark. Yeah. Especially with kids kind of turned me into that, whether I like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Pepsi or a Coke fan? Ooh, neither I okay. love <laughs> can I break okay. the rules no. I love um so Tezo it's just like a tea brand they yes, have this have herbal that. tea oh okay you get it Tezo lemon loaf herb tea is my favorite yeah. beverage of choice <laughs> what about your favorite artist mm, like music artist or anything you fill in that blank mm, I love I really enjoy listening to Imagine Dragons to the band my husband and I actually met on a double blind date to an Imagine Dragons concert That's so so fun it just brings memories fun fact um my kiddo and I we actually ran into Dan in the Salt Lake City airport last year no way picture. it was way fun yeah That's it's so on my cool. Instagram account for this place you've traveled mm, England my mom and I went to London when I was in high school for a couple of weeks and we saw all the shows and it was so fun it was fun so yeah. fun and do you have a celebrity crush? I don't. <laughs> I Fair have a enough. crush on my husband. <laughs> no. Tell us about any offers that you have and where you, uh, our listeners can connect with you and how to find you. Yes. Yes. So you can find me at my website, jennylakenin.com. Uh, my name's spelled funny. It's J-E-N-N-I-E. And then my last name, Lakenin, is L-A-K-E-N-A-N. So N-A-N, like the first three letters of Nancy. <laughs> JennyLaketon.com. You can go there, check out my work. Um, if you're a coach or honestly, like anyone that has an online business, an online entrepreneur, um, I work with anyone that is a good fit. And most of, mostly that's online entrepreneurs, but I just, I market to coaches, but um, I'll work with anyone who's a good fit. So yeah, if you need help with your web design or if you're brand new and you're just getting started, I have resources for you too. Um, so yeah, go check it out. <laughs> awesome. Loved having you here today. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you, Megan. Come join me in Hopeful Spaces, a Dallas Hope Charities component of Hopeful Discussions, which is sponsored by Mercedes-Benz Financial Services USA. Hopeful Spaces is a monthly parent, caregiver, and ally support group facilitated by Megan Skidmore Coaching. To join is free. Simply send an email to chc at dallashopecharities.org. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. If what you have heard resonates, please share this podcast with others who you know would benefit. Leaving a review on Apple Podcasts also helps spread the word and helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to connect with me at my website, meganskidmorecoaching.com and subscribe to get my free 20 plus page LGBTQ plus resource guide for families among several other free resources. I'm a proud member of the Dialogue Podcast Network, which can be found at dialoguejournal.com forward slash podcast network. The Dialogue Podcast Network is part of the Dialogue Journal. 
created in 1966 by Eugene England, a Mormon writer, teacher, and scholar. Eugene said, My faith encourages my curiosity and awe. It thrusts me out into relationship with all creation and encourages me to enter into dialogue. My hope is that my podcast is an extension of that vision. Until next time, thank you so much for being here.